Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Trade Talk with Art and Zach. Uh, I'm back here with Zachary Trinetti um, after a week or so. So uh, how's it going, Zach? Oh, pretty good. Pretty boring week, I guess. You know, same old, same <laughs> yeah. old for the for the old Bitcoin world here. But we had a little bit of action. Uh, how you yeah, been? Yeah, a couple of uh, boring weeks, to say the least. But um, I know that just recently some of the bigger altcoins have started to uh, show some signs of recovery, <clears throat> which is nice to see. Yeah, yeah. No, alt season has been uh, all right. The uh, Well, last week in that cryptocurrency and blockchain tech, I put out the call for the long when we were on the uh, daily red eight. Um, and, you know, that worked out pretty good. Um, we were around 6,200. We made it up to, uh, you know, just on, on Phoenix books, just into 66. And then I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, two or three days ago, it would have been probably two days ago now, put in the call to short, you know, we're reaching a uh, seven on the daily, actually turned into a red one, but um, uh, but uh, that was a decent short from, you know, 6,600 area into the, uh, you know, 6,400 that we're sitting at. In Mex, it was a little bit different, but um, yeah, I don't know if you looked at those charts or if anybody did, but they were there. Uh, other than that, I mean, we really haven't done much, um, you know, movement, still only moving like a hundred bucks, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, the other day, uh, on mech side of things, you could have, when I put the call in, it was probably around 6,500 and you could have shorted that down to the 6,300 area that, you know, I did. Um, but you know, whatever peanuts, a couple of pips here, a couple of pips there. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You know? Yeah, I mean, just just uh, if you're long term bullish on Bitcoin, might as well just stack it up, right? <laughs> yeah, I seen uh, you're showing me uh, you did all right on uh, ADA there. Um, yeah, yeah, I made a decent Cardano trade there. Yeah, that's always good. I mean, hey, when the market stabilizes like that, some of your like we talked about this before, your main your main cryptos are going to be coming back up with the market cap. Uh, we did see a little bit uh, when I was talking about doing that long last week. Uh, the market cap was sitting, you know, uh, around the 212 billion. We made it back up to the 220. Um, in our recent dip after that short call, we made it all the way back down to 212. And it looks like today we are sitting around 213 billion, which isn't bad. Um, so we're moving back up. Um, it just seems like even the market cap range is getting tight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. It's, it, instead uh -huh. of like 20, 30 billion coming in and out. Now there's, you know, we're, we're, we're moving between the range of 210 to 220. So even, even, even tighter in this wedge here. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of hype over, you know, XLM. I was talking to you a little bit about that. They're going to be doing yeah. the, uh, the biggest airdrops in uh, cryptocurrency history. I think it's, the number is 125 million or billion. What is it? Uh, sorry, million. That's what I thought. Uh, they're going to give away 125 million to anybody that makes a wallet with uh, or the, the XLM uh, blockchain. Or like anybody that's using the blockchain wallet, um, XLM is going to airdrop you about. It works out to about 25 dollars a person. Um, the remainder of the tokens will be uh, awarded to both new and old blockchain wallets. So. Um, there's a couple conditions and stuff. You can check that out on the blockchain website. But, uh, 
you know, it's one airdrop per person, um, obviously per wallet. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, it always, you know, an easy way to get some hype around a coin is obviously doing some airdrops. I know EOS. I know a couple of uh, the buddies that I trade with um, that are big, big bag holders of EOS. I wouldn't even call them bag holders, supporters, not bag holders. Bag holders more of a... <laughs> A term for somebody that bought at the top <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, his whole, yeah, but yeah. you know, like the lifestyle supporters of that, uh, I know they've done really well. You know, they get airdropped thousands of dollars worth of tokens. You know, it's free money, right? So, yeah, um, no doubt. They EOS did really well with that. I mean, we've seen EOS, you know, in uh, well above, you know, $10 into the $20 range at some of that time. And, you know, so that was right around the same time then. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it was all a factor of it, right? Like uh, obviously XLM, it's a little bit different. It's you know got a, it's it's you know for anybody that doesn't know, it's kind of like a a ripple. It's 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 a it's a but it's peer to peer. It's not so much business to business, but the speed and transaction times, stuff like that, and the total supply is very similar to Ripple. The uh, founder of XLM actually was you know used to be a part of Ripple. Uh, I believe his name's like Jed, uh, what the hell is it? Jed something. Um, anyways, uh, regardless, he used to be a part of uh, Ripple's project. They actually forked off them um, from what I've looked into and uh, eventually wrote their own code and stuff. But uh, okay. yeah, okay. I mean, you'll never... Now, yeah. I, 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 guess, I guess what I what I'm wondering is if they're doing such a massive airdrop... Uh, that'll cause the price to go up or or because well, i imagine have, people people receive these tokens right and let's say price does go up well now you're gonna have all these sellers right yeah i mean there's always that but I mean, the overall supply is uh you know it's so big anyways uh yeah yeah all right fair enough like to be dropping you know 125 million dollars that's a lot of money but their overall market cap like I'm going to check out what's today's market cap. How much money do they have in that market cap right now? So they got um, a four, $4.88 billion market cap. So, I mean, $125 million is a lot of money. But realistically, that market cap's huge. Uh, mm -hmm, you're not going to mm -hmm. notice too much. And like I said, the circulating supply, there's so many of these tokens here. What are we looking at here? Uh so yeah i mean a total supply you're looking at 100 billion xlm <laughs> so um, okay hmm. you know the circulating supply is um, lower than that obviously but uh, you know realistically at 25 cents a token i mean giving away 125 million dollars worth of uh xlm in that kind of market cap i don't think it's going to really screw with it other than the fact that there's going to be a lot of hype and usually, like, when they do these kind of airdrops, you know what I mean? People buy more of it, and there's lots of volume and trading on that. So there's definitely some money to be made. Um, it's even better, like, you see a big price increase with some of these coins doing these airdrops where, you know, it goes by how many tokens you hold, right? Like, so the mm -hmm. EOS holders, the more EOS they, they held in the uh, certain wallets for these airdrops, obviously, the more of this coin they would have got, and then they could sell it, dump it, whatever, hold on to it. I mean, it's free money, right? You can do whatever you want. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's pretty cool, um, you know, but uh, that's definitely one to take a look at. There's definitely some good volume um, coming into that, and I believe the first airdrop is 
I think it's this week. I'll get the exact date here. I got an article somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's just by uh, just by having the wallet, eh? Yeah, you have to. There's a couple. You have to go on the blockchain site and see the actual, um, you know, stipulations. But they're not too hard. When are they doing the first airdrop here? I, I think I might have to download myself a a, a stellar yeah. wallet. Here's <laughs> all consistent. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Huh. Uh, today's price. It's... Yeah. Hmm. I can't find it, but I know I'm pretty sure it's starting this week. It's definitely this month. Um, obviously, the, the actual date will be on the blockchain wallet website. Um, but mm-hmm. Just for the sake of time, I'm not going to freaking dig it all up. But by the way, it was Jed McCaleb was his last name. Um, right okay but anyways regardless i mean that's definitely we're gonna see some action there um i got a couple of uh, the bigger traders that are looking at the weekly on bitcoin saying we're probably in the last week or two before the big move the big move you know that's that's like right now currently we're in the last uh week or two before something happens yeah yeah so i mean some guys are saying down some guys are saying up uh, on a oh, daily. I've been hearing that all, all, all over the place, up and down and up and down, and nobody knows. <laughs> you know, the daily, it's kind of weird, right? Like, as this range getting tighter, like like I said, I called that short. I mean, the short, it was an obvious move, but it only moved like 100 bucks or so. And I'm looking at, you know, on BitMEX there, the chart here, and, uh, you know, the MACD, it did cross, obviously, bear, but now it's kind of flatlined out, Um it's not up or down, but it went down under a little bit, but now it's flat. And uh, even the Stotch RSI there, we're, we're, we're already almost halfway through the selling cycle. And we really didn't mm-hmm, move that mm-hmm. much. The RSI is even starting to come around. Uh, Bollinger bands are getting tight again, um, you know, on a daily point of view. Um, let's take a look. I want to take a look at the weekly, see how it's turning out here. I looked at the start of the week, but I want to see how it ended up. I haven't. Had time to look at the chart the last day or two. I mean, on a weekly point of view, holy crap. Um, the last three weeks, the candles are pretty similar, pretty weak. Um, RSI is not doing much. Dutch RSI is looking like it's going to start hopefully a buying cycle. And the MACD is still bullish um, by, you know, by far. It's definitely not. It's kind of flatlined on the top, though. That's interesting. Whereas, like, the daily, the MACD is bare cross. It's flatlined. It's sitting under that zero line. Uh, yeah. The the MACD on the weekly is a bull cross, but it's flatline sitting above the zero line. So that's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Um, four yeah, hours. it's really, t- okay, yeah, there's the bull cross. Uh, yeah. the, and it's flat. Yeah, yeah. okay. The, the and it looks hour. like it's going to go into a buying cycle according to the stock yeah. RSI. Well, but that thing has been pretty, uh, pretty flaky down there. Like, look at the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's... Not a whole lot been going on with it. It seems like it moves up a little bit and then nothing. Uh, on a four-hour, we're on the bottom side of those Bollinger Bands. And looking like on the Stotch RSI, getting into another buying cycle, the MACD's bullish. Uh, no signs of bear there. Let's take a look at the six-hour. Again, I'm looking at BitMEX right now. Yeah. Um, six-hour is looking great to me, too. Uh, bottom of the bands, uh, we've got the bull MACD cross, which happened two candles ago. The Stotch RSI is starting to come. We're at the bottom of the selling, so that should be good. 
Um, a 12-hour cycle. I mean, and this is all relative to what's going on, obviously, with market cap, money moving in, money moving out. Again, and the 12-hour is starting to come around now. Um, we are under the zero line for the MACD on that. But, again, the Stotch RSI, we're at the bottom. We're at the bottom of the bands. I, uh, we should see some upward movement, hopefully, here. Um, you know, might be a good idea to start looking at a long if you already haven't. But, uh, you know, we will see. Like yeah. I said... The market cap, uh, we didn't, like I said, we didn't get under $212 billion. If we did, we might have got like a little bit under it. But I was watching it all week, and I never seen it once under there. So um, who knows? We might be on our way back up um, to, the, uh, to the 220 mark, and hopefully we can bust back through that. You know, it's definitely yeah, a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like right now, um, I'm just looking at a couple um, – resistances and i mean i guess there's a pretty decent resistance around 6400 well, probably another one around well, 6450 like but nothing my, no crazy swings right that uh, that those fibs that we've been talking about for weeks off that original dump if we're looking back on finex books on the daily and we got the top of our macd on the 3rd of september right and the bottom line would be the bottom of the daily on the 8th we're still playing those fibs like a fiddle, man. So um, you can see uh, we wicked, like when we were on our last bull run there, that six on the daily TD sequential, uh, which would have been on November the 7th, we, we freaking wicked right on the, the, uh, <coughs> the fib there. You'll see it. Um, the 32 nice. fib, you'll see. And then we came back down, and looks like we're sitting right on the 23 fib. And we're chilling, and we should make it probably back up. It's playing these things like a fiddle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So from that short okay. call, from that short call, yeah, you could have shorted it right down. And as soon as we hit that 23 fib, bam! Now we got a green candle today. I mean, we're still a, a three on the on the TD sequential in red. So I mean, it is what it is. But um, I really, especially as this range is tighter, it just seems like we're 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 literally been playing. Pretty much between the 23 and the 32 fib, um, which is you know not exciting, but hey, there's times not to, at all. <laughs> there's times to trade and there's times to not too. I guess. I mean, the more you go looking for it, the more you can kind of get bit in the butt. But hey, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been uh, just kind of myself. I've just been kind of waiting, and uh, I've been reading these um, uh, trading ideas on Trading View. And a lot of people are, well, there's a couple of people I look at closely and a lot of like the people that seem more legitimate and seem to make good calls. They're just saying pretty much, hey, just wait and you got to yeah. see which way it goes. Right. You might as well just sit on your hands because like why, why yeah. make a trade if it's not obvious. Right. Well, if not, you better have some stop losses because, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. BitMEX is going to be fucking broken. <laughs> that's gonna be overloaded for a little while when it does happen but i just uh i can't wait to look at my phone (laughs) and hopefully see the words pump from a couple of the guys in the telegrams you know what i mean yeah but we'll see we'll see i mean hey it is what it is but uh i mean right now uh the coin is uh to watch i i think is xlm if you're really gonna be down in the alt game um raven coin um Let's let's. Uh, Interestingly enough, in? with Ravencoin, um, during the whole alt market, like I guess it'd be maybe 
within the last week or so when alts were pumping. Um, Raven was actually going down while that whole pump was happening with the bigger alts. So well, um, yeah, I mean the market cap for it is it's it's back. Well, it's been under a hundred million for a little while now. I mean, obviously when all the hype was coming out, I mean we're sitting around six hundred sats. Uh, it's not bad. It's you know it's at least it's stabilized there. I mean we you know. Before the hype, obviously, Ravencoin was trading around, you know, 250, 300 sats. And then, you know, when people like uh, Rev Nissan were calling it and, uh, you know, a couple other people were sharing it around the spaces and stuff. We made it out of the 300 sats. Then, obviously, when Bitcoin pulled back, it went back under and then it took off again. I I don't know. I, I Maybe the hype's over for it. Who knows? It's hard to say. Um what are we ranking at now? Let me see where it's at. 70, I think. 70? I just looked at it. Yeah. 70 yeah. is where it's sitting in so the I think, coin market cap rank. Yeah. At best, it was in the, what, high 50s? Somewhere around there. So. I think it was in the 60s last time we checked. Uh, yeah, in the, yeah. In the low 60s. Low 60s. It might have made it to the, to the higher 50s. But, yeah, I, <coughs> you know I mean? <coughs> who knows? That might be it for a while for it. But uh, now, now the the chart looks like it's kind of making like a, uh, a giant chart. bull flag, you know, uh, for Ravencoin. Well, I mean, with alts like and stuff, um, I know the last time I looked at it, we, you know, that whole UV method thing we were talking about, it definitely crossed right. into that. Uh, to me, I mean, this might be a falling wedge. Um, some might say um, it's just so hard. Like you can't. So the problem is, is like I'm trying to chart it, and it's been on freaking like Binance. I mean, you're getting a little bit now, but like, like the MACD has barely anything. It looks like on a daily, it's coming up for a bull cross, but there's like barely anything. It's so, it sucks, right? Like I can't, you can't really chart it that well. Um, but I mean, I mean, you could use chart patterns, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, you can look at the candle. Like I said, I was just about to say, like the candles from what it looks like. It's, I mean, it looks like a falling wedge here. Um, which, you know, historically, I mean, it should pop out of it, but who knows, right? Like the way, uh, Bitcoin is and stuff, if this does make its big move, it's going to, you know, ruin this and a bunch of other stuff too. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think the buzz kind of wore off on it by all means, whoever bought into it at 300 sats is sitting pretty. Whoever bought it at a thousand is probably sweating a little bit, but you're not in too bad of a spot. Um, but you know, no, these, all these, uh... these altcoins, I mean, it, it, to me, the, the last two candles on the daily, I mean, it kind of looks like it's starting to stabilize, but it's just too new. I don't, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I, I guess I can look at this, like maybe like a four hour chart. Oh, well, it how gives much you a lot more, but I mean, the market cap is a hundred million. Yeah, I could really swing like nothing. Eh, so. I know that's such little money in this, but right now, when times are tight, you know, we don't have 800 billion in the market cap overall. It's you know, a hundred million dollars is a lot of money, but it's really not. I mean, if we start getting that kind of money back in there, like it's crazy. Um, Poor DBET, eh? Like, I mean, that's a coin we kind of talk about because we both like it and stuff. I mean, their mainnet yeah. launched on Halloween there. Um, oh, did it? I didn't even know. Yeah, I wasn't even the beta that. and stuff. They've had a couple things, but the market cap, it's only at $5 million freaking dollars, man. They're, they're trading like <laughs> $43,000 in 24 hours. Like, And there's only 167 million circulating supply of DBETs. Like, 
even if we seen if we seen what the market cap that Raven has, it it go up twenty times. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So Tibet would be back <laughs> up at sixty cents. You know, and, and and we're talking about how Ravencoin barely has any money. Like it's crazy. Some of these. I mean, for people coming in that's got money to throw around, like some of these projects with like a working product and stuff you believe in, like it's a good time to buy some of this stuff. Like the market cap mm-hmm. is just so low. I mean, most of us that are in some of these projects that have been around, obviously bought in an ICO and stuff. I mean, hopefully you sold off when, you know, the, the some of your stuff and locked in your profits and whatever. But it's uh, to me like this is a good time to buy stuff. Um, no, definitely. I mean, uh, especially if Bitcoin, you know what I mean, in, in these next couple of weeks goes the right way, right? Like, you're going to be laughing. You're going to be laughing. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, all the money's going to be coming, like, you know, all the hype's going to, all that money's going to be coming back into this stuff. Like, obviously, in the immediate short term, when it does moon or dump, none of this all stuff's going to be good. But it's, you know what I mean? It's a pretty good time to buy some of these projects that, you know, have cool ideas and, and all that kind of stuff, you know. It's yeah, and show promise, right? And I mean, because because the market's very uh, bearish, you know, right. for the, for the most part, it's 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 still bearish, right? But I mean, oh, like yeah. you want to buy when people are fearful, right? Like that's well, uh, bearish markets are good to buy and hold, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're trying to swing trade in a bear market right now on altcoins, good luck, right? It's yeah. just it's just <laughs> not the time, you know what I mean? It's just not the time. Yeah, personally, unless you're super, super experienced. I mean, there's guys in this stuff that have been in this stuff since 2013. Like, congrats. You know what's going on. And a lot of those guys have come from, you know, uh, uh, Forex trading backgrounds, stock trading backgrounds. There's guys that know what they're doing in this. But you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, right now, for me, like, as a new investor, if I was looking at this stuff, this would be a great time to stock up on some Bitcoin stock up on some cool projects and just, you know, maybe forget about it for a year. I mean, if you're already in it, like some of us, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a good idea to look at your Blockfolio app maybe right now, but (laughs) (laughs) some people delete those off their phones in times like these, but hey, like it is what it is, right? Like it's all part of the game. So, I mean, there's like this in stock markets up and down. Now, the only difference with stock markets, and I hate it, is it, it trades from nine to five, but you know, then you got these big execs and these hedge funds and stuff. They can trade after hours. It, it makes it very hard for, you know, Joe Blow like me or you to really do anything. And then you got all these fees, you know, exchanges and stuff have fees, but it's nowhere near. Like when I first started looking at doing stocks and stuff, like uh, when BlackBerry was so cheap and there was there was a bunch of swinging on BlackBerry, right? I, it was in 2013. Right. I should have been yeah, looking at Bitcoin back day. then. But anyways, to buy or sell, right? Let's say I, I was in college. I was playing, maybe playing with like $1,000. Every time I bought and, – and BlackBerry stocks might have been like 4 bucks or whatever. So, I mean, I wasn't – I didn't own that many stocks, right? For 1000 bucks, let's say at five, 5 bucks on an average, you know, you got – what do you got? 200 shares, right? So, mm-hmm. every time I bought or sold, there was a $25 freaking fee. Like a twenty-five dollar fee. Well, oh wow. So I'm I'm buying two hundred shares, and you know what I mean. They go up a buck, which is huge in the stock market. So I make two hundred yeah. bucks, and then I bought them, so I lost twenty-five there, and I sold them, so I lost another twenty-five. Well, now I only made one hundred fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah. They took twenty-five. Cheap. 
in the grand scheme of things, like obviously twenty five bucks to a large scale investor isn't, but um, they took no, well, they took twenty five percent of my that. profits. You're right. So crypto, I mean, it's cool because no exchange is going to take twenty five percent of your profits. You start with twenty bucks in crypto, you're going to get to keep. You know what I mean? Nineteen dollars mm-hmm. of that all day, like or whatever. Like the fees are so much more minuscule, and that's why I don't like the tradition. And that's the one thing I really like about this market. Yeah, it sucks right now. I mean, it is what it is, but it, it's just part of the market cycle. But like well, I said, well, um, yeah, I mean, um, it's it, it's it's cool that you mentioned the stock market because I was actually reading an article that's saying that, uh, you know, you know this the stock market has been doing really well over the last so whatever how many years, right? And yeah. and so um, pretty much this guy was saying like, hey, like you know, it can't keep going up. And what happens when the stock market does crash? Where's all that money gonna go? Is it gonna flow into crypto? Maybe, like, why wouldn't it? Right? I mean, where else? Oh, there would it, it go. And, and last year around this time, there was so much hype about that. Oh, the stock market's losing all this money. It's going all into our market cap. You know, this time last year, we were we were uh, approaching the big $800 billion market cap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a lot of talk about that, you know, this time last year, December and January. You know, media, everything, right? Oh, and that's and that's why I feel like we're a lot of, you know, the freaking SEC, all these crypto and all the other governments and stuff. Like then all that FUD came out, you know, they don't want to lose the stock market. They're not going to let it crash, blah, blah, blah. And like all these conspiracy theories and all that crap. I mean, do I believe some of the extent of that stuff? No, but I definitely believe there was government influence and stuff like that. When this, when we were getting into almost a trillion dollar market cap, some of these guys were like, whoa, hey, what, what, what the hell is going on here, right? But right. unfortunately, <laughs> we are unable to keep that kind of market cap right now. I mean, people just took profit. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's kind of funny to see the market cap. Like over the last few weeks, I mean, we've been, you know, floating $20, $30 billion uh, deficits or increases, whatever, defects, whatever, you know, in and out. But now, like I said, in the last week and a half, there's only been $10 billion in and out. So it's definitely slowed down. And then even like, uh, you know, a couple months ago when we had bigger, uh, we had bigger swings, you know, when we look back at when we went from maybe $6,000 back up to $8,000, there was, we're talking, we were talking 30, 40, 50 billion dollars. So it's just mm-hmm. it's interesting to see that the market cap is 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 calm and stagnant like the Bitcoin price has been. You know what I mean? That tells yep. me that, uh, and that's probably why alts are doing so good because we don't really have new money or old money coming or going. Right? It's just kind right. of the people that have are in the space right now. They're trading the alts because you know Bitcoin is in the trade right now. It's, right. I yeah. mean, it is and it isn't. Like, if you want to make $100 swing plays, that's fine. There's there's money there, but it's not like we're not, you know, we're not mm-hmm. starting at 6200 at the start of the week and we're 7000 or, you know, 7500 at the end of the week kind of thing. Or, or, or right. we're at 7500 no. and now we're down to 6000 There's just not the big swings right now. So that tells me, hey, like, people that are playing right now are just the people that are in the game. There's no new players. There's no players retiring. You know, this is my personal. Yeah, well, uh, uh, speaking of uh, new players, actually, um, 
I, I guess China lifted some of the mm-hmm. restrictions they're putting on their people for I, I uh, seen that. You know, buying crypto. Yeah, I seen that. Um, some people shared a few articles. Uh, one person said this one article was fake. Blah blah blah. But I seen that article on a few different things. Yeah, they were gonna they lifted bans for uh, businesses and stuff to accept it. So um, that's awesome. It's great. I yeah, mean, that's it's, great. And that's, you know what? Uh, when Bitcoin's see. like six thousand bucks, the fees are a lot better. Like remember when like. We're at twenty thousand dollars, and you're losing like point zero one of a bitcoin. You're like, holy fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right now, it's kind of cool. So it's interesting, though. I mean, that's kind of a double-edged sword, if you ask me. Like, businesses are going to use it, but now is that going to make the price go down? Because you know, fees are fees, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to avoid that, and unfortunately. Um, Obviously, as the price goes up, that 0.01 or 0.005 that you're losing, you know, that adds up eventually, right? So No, it definitely does, right? And I mean, so that's a that's a big hurdle that Bitcoin needs to uh Well, they need to accept over, right? that, but then we got to get some smaller, less transaction fees, altcoins to be the mainstream, right? Like your EOS, mm-hmm. your Ethereum, your VeChain, whatever it is. Again, you know how I feel about Ethereum. I think it's just an outdated, right. um, you know... Bitcoin's the gold standard, right? So that's awesome. So now let's hopefully that opens the door to start taking, you know, maybe these peer like XLM, Stellar, like, you know, something like that where we can get it in everywhere. And, uh, you know, Bitcoin's still the gold standard. And that personally to me, as long as that stays the gold standard, right, that's going to make the price go up, 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 right? Whereas mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if that's the only thing that we're actually accepting as a vendor in a marketplace, we're not going to want the fees. We're going to have to figure out a way, you know what I mean, to reduce those fees. And obviously, that's another cryptocurrency, right? Um, mm-hmm. Did you see that article I sent you? Um, obviously, you did because I sent it to you. Um, but uh, about the guy who was an early developer in Bitcoin who believed he knew who Satoshi was. Yeah, he's dead apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so that article, maybe you can attach it with this post or whatever. But uh, this uh, this guy, he gave away... 15,300 something something bitcoins over the years for you know people um developers helping developing it yeah, yeah mining it whatever right and which obviously at its peak i think it was around 300 million dollars still like 100 million dollars today but yep, he yep. uh he made mention that uh you know he was a traditional programmer uh coder that went to school for it and stuff and he believed it was one of uh the guys that he worked with who wrote Bitcoin code because the way it was written, uh, the guy was very smart, but he was self-taught. So it was in a way that, you know, if someone that went to school, yeah, it worked. It was just not the way that it was really taught. And it turned out to be um, whatever that one guy that he worked with who's now dead, which, I mean, kind of makes sense in one way that that you know, million Bitcoins that Satoshi has in his wallet or whatever the exact number is, 1.1 million or whatever, um, has never been touched, right? No one's ever moved that. Uh, People watch. That's kind of cool and creepy at the same time, eh? That you can check someone's wallet address. I mean, it's great for ICOs and stuff. Like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So you know that, you know, people aren't pulling a freaking BitConnect on you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's cool, but it's kind of creepy, eh? Like... I can look up your wallet address on Etherscan. I can see how much is in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh, yep. it's, it's, it's a little weird, but 
it is what it is, right? That's transparency. That's kind of nice. Uh, obviously, like coins like uh, um, XMR. Um, what's another big privacy coin? See, I'm not a big privacy coin guy. Um, what's another one? I believe Aeon is one. Um, but anyway, some of those coins, obviously, XMR is a very big, um, you know, privacy coin. Uh, McGaffey, uh, he's big in the crypto space, obviously. You know, the antivirus yeah, John. guy. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, when all the market was going so well and stuff. He did a live with uh, Joe Blackburn on uh, CCT there. I mean, Joe's done a lot of uh, lives and stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was, he was saying um, XMR was going to be big. And, you know, when, when the privacy coin hype started coming, I mean, I think it went from like a hundred dollars all the way up. It was almost worth like $500 at one point. I mean, wow. I mean, now it's still worth a couple hundred bucks. Like what, what, what's it at today before I start talking out XMR, of my XMR Monero. Yeah. Again, I don't, uh, I don't really follow privacy coins. Yeah, so it's still over $100, even in these rough times. It's in, definitely in the top 10 market cap here. Uh, yeah, it's got a really low supply, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got Dash, a... Dash is interesting, too, because it has a lower supply, I believe. I was never... I missed the boat on Dash. I wasn't in the space. But I know people that have made some really good money off Dash. Dash was worth hundreds as well. I mean, it's still at a buck sixty, but it got down when we were people were pulling their money out. I think Dash was as low as I've seen it around a hundred bucks. The circulating supply of Dash eight million. That's it. Max yeah, supply is only eighteen million. million. And, and there's a big, there's a billion dollar market cap at eight million, eight point five million coins. Like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome for whoever holds it. But yeah, I mean. All that Dash stuff got bought out when it became available. And now you're paying the way you're paying. I mean, uh, when we look at the chart here, around May is when Dash really took off. Yeah, so it peaked. Dash got as expensive as... Let's see here. Yeah, holy Mm -hmm. shit. I got... What do I got here? I got like... uh, Dash got... U.S. dollar-wise, got as expensive as almost a thousand dollars a Dash coin, nine sixty-four oh, eighty. Yeah. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously that went up with Bitcoin's price. Like if we look, that was in December, twenty seventeen. December twenty-second. I'm looking at that nine sixty-four eighty. Like, that's nuts. Whoever, like, you know what I mean? Whoever bought that Dash in November twenty sixteen, or even December, a year before, it was worth like fourteen dollars. Absolutely, oh but but its sat value spiked crazy then too. But Bitcoin back in May of 2017 was nowhere near. It actually never reached as high of sat values if you actually look um, as it ever did back in May or March, March, March 19th. Like I'm just looking on the uh, on the uh, <clears throat> the chart on. Uh, Coin market cap, the actual mm-hmm. uh, BTC price it was worth 0.10 of a Bitcoin. It's never gotten that high ever again because obviously, like you know, one Bitcoin's price, all that stuff. But and it's crazy. I mean, if it was worth, if it was worth 10% of a Bitcoin at, uh, if it was worth 0.10 of a Bitcoin, you know, come December of last year, it would have worth been worth two thousand dollars a freaking Dash coin. It's nuts. Wow. So, I mean, that's another thing, right? The old argument with people that trade in sats versus people that trade in USD. Depends on what you want, right? 
I mean, if you would have sold your dash back then and held on to your BTC, that was a great move, right? Because um, obviously 10, 10% of a Bitcoin in, you know, March of 2017 was nowhere near worth 10% of a Bitcoin in December. But, I mean, for most people, what do you end up doing with your profits, right? You cash it back out in the USD. So, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. it sucks your Satoshi values down. But, hey, if I only threw a thousand bucks in the... In, in the in the market and you know what yeah uh that thousand bucks maybe back then got me half a bitcoin and now i'm cashing out 0.25 of a bitcoin but for like four grand at the end of the mm -hmm. day i mean if you're not hoarding the stuff you just made three thousand dollars obviously yeah. if you took a different route you would have made more money but profit's profit right there's always woulda coulda well, shoulda exactly right and so i exactly. mean exactly it's all a learning curve. I mean, this whole market is so new. Half the traders, again, there's people that obviously know what they're doing and all that stuff. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that, but most of these market traders, I mean, they're novice people that, again, didn't want to maybe go with the whole quest trade or whatever, the fees and all that bullshit. And they just want to take some of their money. And you know what? There's a lot of self-taught technical analysis traders. That oh yeah, and, if, and I mean uh, that's crypto, all me and you are, right? Yeah, like if really? it wasn't for crypto, I would have never really learned how to do this. Now, if this whole market crashes or whatever, I'm gonna start looking at candles in the stock market, and I can definitely take over what I've learned. You know, these indicators, MACD, you know, candlesticks, candlesticks or candlesticks. You know what I mean? Uh, you, mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. you know, uh, whatever you use, Stotch RSI, RSI, that's all used over there. You know, um, so it's. You know, obviously in different markets, there's different stuff that's more prominent, right? Like you, you see a lot of triangles and, and wedges and um, oh, wedges, triangles, what else? Uh, there's like harmonic patterns and this and well, that, Well, just with Bitcoin, right? like I always, I, 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 I do a lot of triangles. Um, of flags, that's the other. I, why couldn't I think of flags? <laughs> you know what I mean? Flags, triangles, and wedges are very prominent in Bitcoin. Um, you know, uh, there's different methods that work really good with cryptocurrencies that don't work in the stock market. But again, base indicators like MACD, RSI, um, you know, Bollinger Bands, that stuff, it's universal. So it's kind of cool. Like I said, I mean, if something happens with this market where it's no longer even any fun to be involved in it i will get i'll move over to the stock market or whatever the money's Never moved over to yeah. and, and we'll see i i think it's awesome it's you know you can't put a price on knowledge it's cool but uh mm -hmm. yeah well right on i mean uh you know, hopefully we start seeing some movement in December here. I'm just still, Whoa. you know, got my fingers crossed for December. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to uh, see, see 800 billion again this year, but, or not this December, I don't think, unless somebody just, <laughs> somebody with $600 billion just dumps it, dumps it into Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, anything else you want to touch on this week? I mean, other than... I mean, uh you know we covered quite a bit i think that's uh pretty good for us yeah uh, this time around yeah for sure man so i mean i'm just gonna keep an eye on xlm um you know it's definitely gonna be a high volume coin i think in the next week or two a couple weeks however long this airdrop is but other than that i mean hopefully we can get some more movement just, i don't i don't know what else to say <laughs> <laughs> all right well right on man well right. thanks for coming on again yeah, yeah, it was uh, nice to have you yeah, yeah. as always and for everyone listening 
thanks for tuning in, and uh, I guess we'll catch you soon. All right, take it easy, Zach. Have a good weekend. Cheers, buddy. Bye. All right, so that was Zach uh, with his outlook on the market. Um, So, yeah, just a quick recap, I guess. Um, You know, based on his sources there, uh, he's saying that uh, there's going to be some sort of big move uh, happening in the next couple of weeks here. Um, And that was based on the weekly. Now... I mean, it doesn't look too uh, too exciting for the weekly. I mean, it, it just looks like it's consolidating and it's ranging right here. But, you know, some of those people that he talks to have a lot more knowledge. Maybe it's insider knowledge. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Um, maybe it's just technical analysis. But we're waiting for our big move. Um, just a little bit of Ichimoku here. Um, now, uh, I made an introductory video. Uh, for our YouTube channel and so uh, this is going to be our podcast as well as there's going to be a video on YouTube um, so you can follow along there Uh, but I mentioned I was doing a quick overview of Ichimoku in the introduction video and I mentioned here I think we're right around here yeah I think it was on the 6th we're right here maybe in here somewhere in terms of price and I mentioned that it's expected that we hit this kind of we hit the cloud and we bounce off. Uh, once again, the cloud, these edges represent uh, strong uh, support and resistance. So sure enough, we came up, we kissed the cloud, and we came back down. Um, just uh, Let's take a quick look at Ravencoin here. Um, where do you go? There. So um, what I see with Ravencoin here is uh, a, pen- a potential uh, massive, massive, massive bull flag, right? You kind of have this, what they call the flagpole is this run up and then this kind of period of consolidation and price ranging within this wedge. Um, so the play here would be to buy on the breakout of this wedge or of this uh, horse horizontal or sorry uh the breakout of this diagonal resistance you want to see a breakout once it breaks out you take your position you take a long and your stop loss is right below the bottom of this triangle and your target would be um i mean conservatively speaking i mean technically here if you want to take a bigger risk, you're looking for about uh, let's see here, 350, 353 sats. Um, so, but less conservatively, you'd be looking at maybe if the flagpole starts like down here or something, or even maybe up here if you want to be very conservative. Then you're looking at 232 sats. So once it breaks out, that's what you're looking for from wherever it breaks out, right? 32, 32 sats, something like that, right? And then uh, that kind of makes sense because you'll find resistance right here, right around uh, October 24th, 25th. 
you found the resistance here at the top at 885, 890. So that makes sense. If it broke out, it makes sense to take your profits there. Uh, also, we mentioned um, that Stellar XLM is a uh, doing an airdrop for $25 for anybody that uh, for anybody that has the wallet. Um, I'm not really sure of the conditions that need to be met, but I'll find it and I'll throw it in the um, description there. Also, uh, the article that Zach was talking about was about Satoshi Nakamoto and somebody who believes he knows the true identity of Satoshi Nakamoto. And, uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, he's the creator of Bitcoin and really unknown figure in the crypto space. And apparently this is a programmer that this guy worked with that uh, died, I believe, in 2013, if I remember the, the article correctly. And it would make sense because the Bitcoin in Satoshi Nakamoto's wallet hasn't been touched ever. So it makes sense that, you know, he passed away with his uh, fortune. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, that's about it. If we're for looking here, um, we had a mini, let's just take a look at EOS, right? We had a mini kind of uh, bull run here. Uh, nice cross down here of the TK lines. Up we go, we break out of the cloud. You could have, being conservative, you could have bought up here and closed up here somewhere, right? Uh, maybe maybe down here, right here, where the uh, tank in this blue line is. Um, and then so you could you could have played that. Uh, so far right now, however, it looks like these are gonna cross bearish. These um, this Kijin and Tenkin, these red and blue lines for EOS. It looks like they're gonna cross bearish. So I mean, they haven't yet. So, but it looks like they will. Uh, however, Stotch RSI looks like we're going into a buying cycle. So maybe if you wanted to make a play, you can make a play to about here. It's not a huge play, but uh, obviously this red line, the Kijin, access, support, and resistance. So I wouldn't be surprised if it bounced off that red line there. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, as always... Uh, we have a YouTube channel. It's called Membrane Labs. You can just type that in YouTube. I'll also put a link in the description. You can check us out. You can check out the video, follow along. Um, also, we just have our regular podcast. Um, it's available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, yeah, and as always, um, if there's any questions, if there's anybody that wants to um, take a look uh, any coins, any sort of analysis, uh, feel free to shoot us a message on YouTube, um, uh, you know, and we'll take a look at the charts, we'll let you know what we think. Um, but other than that, um, it's just more of a waiting game, uh, a little bit of recovery with alts, so that's pretty awesome to see. Uh, yeah, but that's about it, uh, just waiting for some more movement. 
Uh, so everybody, thank you for tuning in and we will catch you next time.